You're listening to Easier, a podcast about making life and work easier. I'm Anthony Wagner, and this is episode number 44 and the end of season two. Each Wednesday, we'll embark on a journey together to discover the best tips for living and working more simply. I believe that when things are easier, we have more time for what matters most. This week, we're going to talk about the end of the season, what's coming up, and season three. And then we're going to jump into an idea about creating a routine. Lots of folks think that routines are too rigid and confining, but I believe the exact opposite. Learn why a weekly routine will create freedom in your life. Let's get started. Right. This week is the final episode of the second season of this show. I cannot believe that I have been with you for 44 full episodes and then eight mini episodes or the little episodes from before. I am just about at a year mark. This is, you know, we've been 52 weeks together and that means that we're coming up on a one year anniversary. That's actually next week. The, the sixth is the anniversary of the show. So this is just fantastic. I'm so excited that I've been with you for so long. And I'm really hearing a lot of very nice things from folks as we progress into the show. So on that, I recently just got a really nice message from a listener named Colleen who said that she recently discovered the podcast and she thinks that it's so amazing. She says, I love all of your tips and information. I especially love your honesty about daily struggles. So I really appreciate when people send me messages like that. It really makes it feel fantastic that there are folks out there that enjoy the show that much. So I really appreciate that, Colleen. And That actually leads me into what's coming up because this season is concluding with this episode and then we're going to do like I did before. I'm going to put out eight little episodes over the hiatus between the seasons and those will just be little life hacks and things and I have in a second I'll kind of give you a a teaser of what those are going to be. But when we start up next season, I have some kind of tweaks coming to the show. So here's what you can expect. First of all, I really want to think about streamlining a lot of aspects of the show. The intro and outro, I think, are a little clunky, and I'd like to kind of slim those down. You hear the same things weekly, and I I want to slim that down. Also, I am planning a new segment called Struggle Bus, and it's interesting that Colleen mentioned that in her comment, that this is the direction I'm going. So every episode, I'm going to try to include a, you know, make work easier, make life easier, and then I would like to, I think, end with a struggle bus, meaning uh, something that I am struggling with that I'd love for you all to help me figure out because I have lots of things. You know, I record only about the things um, that are are filtered and kind of well thought out, but there are lots of things that I'm still struggling with on a daily basis that I would love some input on. So I'm going to be rolling out that segment that's going to come up every show, every episode. And then also I am adding a new call-in segment or a new call-in option for the show for you to communicate with me. Uh, you can, there. I'll give out a, uh, a phone number and you can just call that phone number and it doesn't even ring. It'll just go right, basically right to voicemail and it'll give you the opportunity to leave your comments on the show and 
you know, the ones that I love, I will definitely kind of clip them in and, and you all can be part of the show too. So I'm really excited for those things. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited for the next season. I've got a lot of great content. I'm going to be doing so much reading and studying over the hiatus. So I'm going to come back like gangbusters. But during the hiatus, though, like those little episodes, those will be during June and July. And there'll be eight of them. And they're going to be on topics from things like I have an awesome little hack for filtering your email so you only get emails you want to see or an easy way to filter out ones you don't. And it's something you control completely. It's not like Google's filter. It's really sweet. So I'm excited for that. Um, Another one is a fantastic, cheap and healthier hack uh, a replacement for fabric softener. And then another one is another laundry hack. I have lots of laundry hacks. Another one is how you never have to iron your clothes, almost never have to iron your clothes again. So I'm looking forward to all of this content coming up. And then one more thing before we jump into make work easier this week, which is about creating a weekly routine. I wanted to give you a heads up that I'm actually going to be on another podcast. I'm going to be a guest on Latasha James Freelance Friday show. And she was on the show um, back at the beginning of this season talking about, I think it was episode number 23, the first episode of season two, where she was talking, helping me as part of my new year, new business series. So I'm going to be on her show in the middle of June, she thinks it's about the 14th, um, but I will give you the exact date once that is confirmed. Uh, I'm going to be talking about podcasting. So if you're interested in recording your own show, definitely listen to that. And then I will add, I'm actually planning as part of next season to do my own kind of behind the scenes, how to create your own podcast show. So that's another preview. All right. That's enough of all of this kind of housekeeping stuff. As much as I love talking about that, I love talking about weekly routines just a little bit more. So make work easier. The headline this week is that a routine, a weekly routine will create freedom in your life. And I think that that's actually something that surprises a lot of folks. I think people think that routines kind of are rigid and they box you in and they don't lend themselves well to creativity and to freedom. And I, and a number of other folks, I think, argue the exact opposite. I believe that routines are freedom. And here's why. So I'm going to actually use this as a comparison to budgeting. And if you don't budget your money, um, I would highly recommend that you start. I use a tool just as a a little no affiliation, kind of no advertisement note here. I use a tool called YNAB. It stands for you need a budget. And it's a fantastic tool. I've been using it for years now to budget my money. Before I started budgeting, every purchase that I would make, every single one, whether it was a dollar for a bottle of water or a hundred dollars for, you know, whatever, whatever I was purchasing, didn't matter what the amount was, I would feel guilty and nervous about for a very long time. You know, as I started in high school, kind of earning my own money and then having money to spend, I would just feel so tremendously guilty and and unsure about every single purchase. And here's why. You have a large pot of money. And so every purchase that comes out of that large pot feels like, oh, I could be using this for something else. Should I spend this now? I don't really know. This could be for something else. So that stress I learned came from the lack of a routine, a budget, a plan. I didn't have a plan for my money. And so every purchase felt 
wrong. So as soon as I implemented a budgeting tool, and it doesn't have to be something as fancy as YNAB, I think a future episode I'm definitely going to talk about budgeting. I've had it kind of in the in the wings for a while, but I'm going to talk about budgeting regardless of whether or not you use YNAB, even if you just go the, the spreadsheet route, something really simple, and create a template of the way you spend your money. You basically put money into smaller buckets. YNAB's kind of philosophy, one of their rules is give every dollar a job. And so when every dollar you have has a job to do, you cut down on the stress because you've taken that big pot of money. Let's say it's $1,000, right? You have this big pot of money and you've now bucketed $200 for you know, general spending, $100 for restaurants, $300 for rent, whatever it is. I'm totally making those numbers up. They make absolutely no sense. I'm just kind of spitballing. But you've created those smaller buckets and given them a job. So now instead of saying, I want to go to this restaurant, of my entire pot of $1,000, does this fit? Now I can say, oh, I've got $200 for restaurants and that's what it's specifically for. So yes, I of course can go and do that. So Uh, a kind of a philosophy of budgeting is that you spend your money first on paper and then you spend it for real. And the reason I'm talking to you about budgeting in the context of this weekly routine idea is that I believe that a budget is basically a routine. It's a plan and a routine is a plan. It's, It's a plan for what you're going to do. You budget what your ideal spending would be and then of course you tweak as you go and you you never get it exactly right but you tweak as you go but your budget is like your ideal plan for what's going to happen with your money and that bucketing of you know giving you smaller chunks dedicated to specific things is the key here so i'm going to argue that creating smaller buckets of time will help you to avoid that guilt of how you spend your time. Instead of your money, it's your time. And that is huge, right? So have you ever been in the situation where you feel super guilty no matter what you're doing? If you're reading, you feel guilty that you're not cleaning. If you're cleaning, you feel guilty that you're not working. If you're working, you feel guilty that you're not sleeping. Whatever it is, you feel guilty all the time. It's just like spending the dollar on the bottle of water or the $100 on the bigger purchase. It's the same deal. And so I take YNAB's rule and apply it to this. Give every dollar a job. Give every hour a job or give every minute a job, honestly. Doing that in an ideal way creates this freedom, right? So Michael Hyatt in his system, Free to Focus, talks about creating an ideal week. I'm calling it a weekly routine here, but whatever you want to call it. But the important word here is ideal, right? You might create this and your next week that you use looks absolutely nothing like it, or you get pretty close, or you get it exactly. Whatever the case may be, you've created a plan and then you can decide on the fly if you want to deviate from that plan. And that's the key here is that you set up your week in an ideal way, which you, if you could control every minute, as Michael Hyatt says, if you can control every minute of your entire week, how would you spend it? And then you can tweak from there. A budget is the same thing. So that's what I did is I've created, I, I never formalized it in a, in an actual document, but I knew for instance, that Sundays were the day that I record my podcast and that's the day it is today. Now, The last couple of weeks, Saturday afternoon has worked better because when Kevin is home, it's a little tougher to record, especially because we live in a one bedroom apartment. So I, you know, I need to wait for him to not be here. So there's no background noise. So Sundays are usually the day that worked out this weekend, but every so often a Saturday will be better. Again, it's an ideal. Then I've put things on 
like Monday mornings, those are the days that I edit and get all the show notes ready. So I Sundays, I kind of put the outline together and record. And then Mondays, I edit and I finish the show notes and get that all together and schedule it to go live for the day that you all get it on Wednesday. That's kind of my little behind the scenes routine there. And that helps me to never have to worry about it, right? I know both when I'm spending time on easier, this podcast, and when I'm spending times on other things, everything else is covered, right? The important things to me are on my routine, like easier, so I don't have to worry Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday that I've, oh crap, I gotta do my podcast. No, I'm doing my podcast Sunday like always. I never have to think about it. And that's the freedom that is created in these routines. It frees your brain to from thinking about the process and allows you to focus on what you're doing and be creative or do deep work or clean or whatever without your mind racing and being guilty about, oh, I should be doing something else. Now, is it perfect? Of course not. There's always more things that we could be doing. There's always more, more, more. But this gives you a baseline. And so what I've done with mine, I've set up a, uh, a just a Google Sheets document, which of course I will share with you, and I'll give you the link to that in a minute. But I've set up a Google Sheets document that I've laid out Monday to Sunday, and I started the week on Monday, and then I've got, and those are along the top at the column, and then along the left-hand side, the rows, starting at 5 a.m. and giving the next half hour down all the way through 10 p.m. And of course, I don't usually do the, the time that I'm sleeping that, you know, I could, but it would just all say sleep, so I just cut that out. And then I lay out my routine. So... What does this look like for me? And I will, in addition to sharing a blank version of this with you, I will give you my version of it so you can see it. You can have my exact routine and feel free to copy it, but obviously that probably is not going to work for you, but feel free to take it and tweak it. And mine is still tweaking. I'm still going to be changing this all the time. It's a living document and it, it works right now, but I'm sure that I will have tweaks, you know, maybe tomorrow, maybe today, who knows? But here's kind of what it looks like. Monday to Friday, I have a morning routine that I do every day. And we talked about creating a morning routine back in a past episode. But kind of what my morning routine has boiled down to lately is I wake up and my alarm goes off at quarter to five. And that may not work for all of you, but this is what works for me. So if your life situation doesn't allow that, by all means, you adjust it based on what your needs are. This is me. My alarm goes off around then. I usually sit in bed for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, just kind of getting awake um, at that point. Then I get up and I do all my bathroom stuff, weigh myself, shower, all those things. I do that first. Then after that, I, you know, come out of the bathroom and I start coffee and I do the dishes. Some people don't love dishes being in the sink overnight. That doesn't bother me. It bothers me when I come home to dishes. So I overlap the coffee. I'm waiting for coffee. And I know that if I come back and sit down in the living room, I just got to get back up again and go get coffee. So I just stay standing in the kitchen and wash the dishes. So I'm usually doing dishes at about 5.30 every morning. And then from there, after I get coffee, I do some kind of side hustle work like this easier. I'm either working on this or I'm working on something for lightning, my technology business. And just a little hint, I'm actually thinking about creating some courses around this. So that's the kind of work I do in the morning. Then... I kind of finish that and get ready to leave for work, leave for work, get to work. And then there's a bunch of routines that happen at work, including startup and process tasks. And I kind of have blocked out my days 
there and then wind down, come home. I'm going to ideally, again, try to do more business stuff until eight. And then I'm trying to set this thing where I stop working completely at eight o'clock and do some kind of evening routine and leisure stuff and then go to bed. And then my weekends are different. On Saturday and Sunday mornings, I have blocks and this is how I'm solving my laundry problem. I've been using time on Saturday and Sunday mornings to read and what I've done is now I'm doing kind of self-development reading. Like, and I'm talking reading with my eyes, not listening to an audiobook or a podcast, reading with my eyes off my Kindle. I'm using that time to read and maybe reread something that I've listened to. But during that, I'm also doing laundry. This has found its perfect little slot for me to get laundry done. And it works because it gives me breaks in reading. So I put the clothes in the machine right as I get up in the wash, let that run, make coffee and read and do dishes. Of course, coffee and dishes are kind of paired. And then as I'm reading, when the machine is done, it gives me a break. I get up, I go put it in the dryer. I continue reading. And, you know, maybe not the whole time the dryer, but for the most part, I'm doing some kind of self-development work until the dryer is done. And then I stop that work, fold the clothes and put them away. And oh man, does that work? I have struggled with getting laundry done for forever. There's this meme that goes around that I see on Facebook every so often where it's like wash 45 minutes, dry an hour, fold five to seven business days. (laughs) I've seen that before and I resonate with that so, so accurately because a lot of times in the past, the laundry would just sit in the basket for like, you know, two weeks. And now what I'm trying to do is give myself two days I've added this so the, you know, I don't like to, I usually get about two loads worth of laundry throughout the week. And so I get one fully done and folded. And then right now, that's exactly what's happening right now is I've got a smaller load sitting in the, in the dryer waiting to be folded. So I got to kind of tweak a little more, but it's working anyway. So that's what's on my, my first thing on Saturday, Sunday. And then I meet my friend Colleen on Saturdays, most Saturdays because we work together. And then I've got, this is, I'm, I'm kind of trying to figure this out. My afternoons, Pretty much from like noon on, on both days, I have blocks that say non-work because I want to give myself rejuvenation. That's a Michael Hyatt term, rejuvenation time. But also I need time to like do household projects, whether that's, you know, touching up the paint on the, the baseboard that got dinged or, you know, whatever it is, cleaning, things like that. I need to figure out how that fits in. So I've, I've not narrowed that down yet, but that's what's there. And then Sunday... Instead of meeting Colleen, I do easier and it's the same thing. And then I'm adding a weekly review to Sunday evening at about seven o'clock. I'm going to try doing my weekly review as part of Michael Hyatt and David Allen and Dan Charnas. All of their systems call for a weekly review. So I'm going to try sticking that on. So that's kind of what I've got set up. But the overall principles is that you want to put your work blocks on. And for my work blocks, I should add, I'm trying to separate out my process tasks, meaning all those tasks that are, you know, just like one off or sending an email or return a phone call or things like that. All of those are blocked together. And I'm now trying to bookend my days with those. The first thing and the last thing I do as part of my startup and shutdown process tasks. Again, this is borrowing from a number of systems, including Michael Hyatt and you know all those people I mentioned. Do those. And then during the day, I'm trying to strategically place my big thinking tasks and my maybe, you know, my meetings and all those those things. So that, you know, all the work is on my calendar, on my ideal week, my weekly routine. Then you need to make sure that you're deliberate about including rest. 
rejuvenation, as Michael Hyatt calls it. And there's a number of areas that you can think to include, whether it's spending time with your family or sleeping or working on a hobby or you know going out to eat, those kinds of things. Need to make sure that you include those on your routine because you need to create enough, enough rest time that you don't burn out. This has been my problem lately is that I burnt out, you know, about a week ago. And so I would, I go, go, go. And I'm work, 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 work. And that's all I like to do. Now I love to work. I love working on my podcast and all this other stuff. I love it. But no matter how much you love working, you got to have a break. And I wasn't giving myself one. So I burnt out and I still managed to get all my podcast and stuff done. But the, what I found happened was that, you know, I spent like a whole week playing video games and that's really not like me. So what I've got to do is I've got to kind of intersperse more rest and rejuvenation time. The way that I'm trying to do this, and I haven't come up with a perfect system yet, but I wanted to share this, this with you because I find it so groundbreaking before the season ends, even though it's not perfect yet, is I'm trying to color code, and I know that sounds intense, but I'm trying to color code my weekly routine, especially for the things I'm trying to optimize for because color coding helps me to visualize how much work am I doing and how much rest am I doing. So right now I've got a couple different colors. See, it's not optimized, but ultimately I'm thinking green for rest and red or blue for work. And I'm trying to see how much of my week I'm spending on rest. And right now, even as I look at it in its current form, my ideal week is not ideal, I don't think. I think I need to find more time for rest in my routine. And, you know, it's pretty good, but I definitely need to to be more deliberate about rejuvenation rest on the weekends because right now I don't have any except for my evening routine, which usually consists of reading. You know, I like to read something for pleasure um, at night as opposed to anything, any kind of business or or self-development type book. So I will definitely share this with you just, you know, as it is. But that is kind of where I am right now um, with it. You know, I'll mention one more thing. I've included right now, especially during the workday, what I'm calling buffer slots. So just giving myself so that not every minute is 100%, just giving myself a little bit of flexibility that as things come up, I've got 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there. My workday, I've got an hour of buffer time built in. And also I've got an hour of break time. So at noon, I've got my lunch break and I need to be more consistent about taking that. I'm thinking that I'm going to maybe start um, driving off campus, even if I'm not necessarily eating when I go, maybe just to spend an hour reading just to give myself a break because I find that I I get more done if I do that. Um, But then there's a buffer around 1130 and then around three. So... It's not perfect, but I really am excited about this. It's it. I've been doing a not this mapped out routine for a very long time in terms of my podcast and things like that. But this gives me a lot more structure around the the routine. So I hope that you take this. Um, I am definitely going to share this with you as there, it's a Google Sheet. Both of them are. I'll give you the sample one, mine, and then the, the blank one that you can make a copy of. And those are in Google Sheets. And you can go to easiercast.com slash week planner to get it. So that's slash W-E-E-K planner. And that'll take you to the week, this weekly routine. And then just so you, just as, you know, kind of a quick reminder, I also have a day planner. If you're just looking for something for today and tomorrow, I created that a while back and you can get that at easiercast.com slash day planner. So I hope you try that out. I would love to hear from you um, about what you include in your routines. If you have any thoughts about what I could do on my weekend, anything like that, I would definitely love to hear from you. 
Are your days super busy? Even though you're stressed and tired, do you feel like somehow you just don't get enough done each day? Well, you're definitely not alone. That's why I put together an awesome one-page guide on my top 15 strategies for getting more done in a day. These are all of the best productivity tips I've found from books, online research, and experience. It's completely free. All you have to do is head over to easiercast.com slash get more done to grab your copy now. Again, that's my free one-page guide called the top 15 strategies for getting more done in a day. You can find it at easiercast.com slash get more done. All right, let's get back to the show. It's time for the final segment of this season, and this Make Life Easier, I'm not really doing so much of a hack, but I wanted to go back to gratitude, and I think I'm going to make this a uh, a regular thing at the end of each season to say to talk about the things that I'm grateful for as they relate to this show. So the first thing, of course, is this audience. You all, as listeners, I love interacting with folks about these topics. I love self-development and productivity and organization and all the things that we talk about on this show. And what I love even more is talking with people about what about what you do and what works and what doesn't and getting ideas and troubleshooting. I absolutely love it. So that's why I, you know, I really enjoy having this Facebook group that's starting to to grow and it you can get to it by going to easiercast.com/facebook group and I just love engaging with with all of you. So that is my biggest and first thanks is thank you to all of you who listen, who make this show worth recording and who bring me so much joy. So thank you for that. Then next, I would, of course, love to thank the folks who are in my life, who are supportive and who have helped me bounce ideas and things like that. My boyfriend, Kevin, and my friends, Janet, Colleen, Mary, and Krista have been very helpful. And Latasha, I'm going to talk about Latasha again in a second, but in helping me plan and come up with ideas, thank you all to them. Then, of course, I have to thank the guests who are on the show this season, Amanda Freeman, Shelby Moore, Latasha James, Brendan Gallagher. All of you have helped make this season fantastic and have helped bring in more voices than just me blathering on, Um, but I really appreciate you. And then I couldn't end without talking about all of the thought leaders whose ideas have kind of been smushed into my head from all the reading and, and watching and listening that I've done. And I would be remiss if I did not point out all of those thought leaders. And there's a good chance, I mean, I skimmed all my past episodes as I was prepping for for today, but there's a chance that I've missed some in any of these categories. But uh, if you catch it, please let me know. But uh, here's a list of the thought leaders and the books. And of course, I will have all of this in the show notes, but a list of the thought leaders, the books, the podcasts that I use to help inform what I talk about on this show. So in no particular order, just the order I thought of them, Michael Hyatt and his Free to Focus, uh, his book Free to Focus, Carl Pullian and his YouTube tutorials on using Todoist, Amy Porterfield and her podcast Online Marketing Made Easy, Cynthia Kane and her books How to Communicate Like a Buddhist and Talk to Yourself Like a Buddhist, David Allen and his book Getting Things Done, Joe Polizzi and his book Content Inc., Keith Cunningham and his book The Road Less Stupid, Matthew Dix and his book, Story Worthy, Dan Charnas, his book, Work Clean, Emily Wapnick, her book, How to Be Everything, 
Josh Kaufman, his book, The Personal MBA, and last but of course not least, Gretchen Rubin and her podcast, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, and her book, The Four Tendencies. All of these content creators, thought leaders, have helped me in ways that are absolutely immeasurable, and I hope that through what I've learned from them and brought to this show, that you've learned at least something, but hopefully a lot from the show. So, uh, you know, I am so eternally grateful that I get to do this show once a week, and I am very much looking forward to kind of a little break from the the rigors of all of the weekly episodes, but I'm, I'm also looking forward to the little episodes and all the new stuff for season three. So thank you to everyone who's been involved in this show and to you for listening. I appreciate it more than you will ever know. And that's it for episode number 44 and season two of Easier. Remember to create that freedom in your life by creating a weekly routine. Do you have any tips, techniques, or tools for making life or work easier? If so, email me at podcast at easiercast.com or leave a comment in the show notes by heading to easiercast.com slash 44. That's easiercast.com slash 44. Also, be sure to look for Easier Podcast on Facebook. I curate the best content from around the web that helps make life and work easier, and you won't find it anywhere else but on Facebook. The link to the Facebook page is easiercast.com slash Facebook page, and then the group is easiercast.com slash Facebook group. Finally, if you know anyone who would benefit from the tips I've covered in this episode, please be sure to share it with them. Hopefully, every share means that someone somewhere will find more time for what matters most to them. Thank you, as always, so much, so much for listening. And until next season, here's to an easier life. Bye for now.